Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, my guest today has featured on the Today Show in the New York Post, Regis Digest and Shape magazine and has been teaching his dating strategies for over a decade through his exclusive one-to-one coaching and through his social media presence, of which he now has over 400,000 followers. He's a Jersey boy and lifelong soccer, for those in the UK, football player who now lives near the beach in sunny California. Welcome to the show, Mike Goldstein. John, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It's been lovely talking to you when we first kind of got in touch around coming on the show. Um, you've got so much uh, to offer, I believe, especially to the listeners of the relationship, guys. So please do tell them more about yourself, what you do and how you help. Yeah, John, love has been like the sole point of my life starting at 16 and seeing all my friends getting girlfriends, holding hands, kissing. And I was like, couldn't get anything going. I was fat. I was had glasses. I had braces. No woman wanted anything to do with me. Right. So it was freaking hard for me. So I had I started studying dating at 16. Like, wow. how do I talk to women? Okay. And how do I do this? And eventually got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward into my 20s. Um, all my friends knew I was very good with women. So I had a friend who was a 30-year-old virgin ask me, hey, can you help me out? So I went to his house and taught him an online dating methodology that I'd learned from someone else. Okay. Got him into a relationship. He lost his virginity. Fast forward, I got eight people married using this online dating methodology. Wow. And then that actually got me on the Today Show because they were just shocked that I had an online dating system that worked. Yeah, yeah, definitely shocked me a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised it was working. Anyway, yeah. then that got me partnered with Match, OkCupid, okay, and eHarmony about 10 years ago. Mm. Right now I've had access to their data. I've showed them my system. So we've had a great partnership. And for the last 10 years, I've been using this system to help people get into relationships at a, an 83% rate when they're just working with me. And then when they grab my partner, Helena Hart, mm-hmm. we've had a 100% success rate of putting a person into a relationship. Wow, that's phenomenal success. It's been a very successful program for folks that work it. Yeah, most definitely. Can can you, uh, so when you were 16, what what did did that help you did you how did you how did that help you personally yourself with your own relation because you you sort of said you went you you helped the, the guy that was 30 and there was a virgin but you also recognized like there was guys when you're in your 20s saying you're doing a really good job how, how did it help you what difference did it make to your life you know i've been a salesperson my whole life but i i didn't know i was a salesperson but at 16 i went to bridgewater mall And I like tried to talk to every woman. Like I couldn't get anything going at high school. Like no woman would talk to me in high school. I had the reputation of being, I guess, a loser. Yeah. And (laughs) and there was no hope for me at my school. But at this mall, 
Mm-hmm. No one knew who I was. So any cute girl, I'd go up and try to talk to her. And John, I fell on my face nonstop yeah. for a while. Yeah. And then eventually I realized like, you know, what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it, even at 16, I quickly realized, you know, a simple hello was pretty much what you needed. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, like pretty much every time I went, I could get a phone number, two, three, whatever. But that was learning to deal with rejection, which is a skill you need. Because, you know, if I did get two, three phone numbers, it doesn't mean I didn't get rejected six, seven times before that. It didn't matter. It was all about go try. And if they're interested, cool. If they're not, that's also cool. Yeah, I guess that's that's a really open mindset, isn't it? Because if you went in there needing to be successful and needing to get numbers and prove yourself in some way, that's going to come across, isn't it? Yeah, I was just there to have fun. And, you know, maybe I didn't realize it at 16, but certainly now, like, do we fit? Like, do we connect? Like, is there something to talk about? Mm -hmm. If this is going well, then we should see each other again. If this isn't going well, then that's fine. We don't need to see each other again. And how did you, uh, did you have an allowance at 16 or did you have a job? Because it sounds like you would have had expensive dating life. (laughs) (laughs) Or didn't you, didn't you call all of the numbers that you managed to get? (laughs) You know, it was, yeah, at 16, I I don't think it was very expensive. It was like, well, let's meet at the mall and (laughs) I don't have much money, so I'm probably not going to buy anything. Or I guess I was on my dad's credit card anyway, but (laughs) we'd go to Starbucks or where we just walk around and it was free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big proponent of uh, of cheap dating in the early stages anyway. I love a good walking date in a park or, you know, walking at the beach. Like, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, again, there is a lot of pressure on maybe to impress and stuff, isn't there, when you first start dating and you might do things that you might not necessarily do or beyond your means to try and start getting someone's good books. Yeah, I mean... I live in Los Angeles, which, you know, obviously is known for its glitz and glam. And and that's Mm. just not me. Like I live at the beach. All my dates were always let's meet, you know, at the beach and go on a walk. So it's a free Mm. date. And I'm much more interested in do we connect? How's the conversation? How's this feel? You know, are we having fun? That's that's more interesting to me. Mm. Yeah. And I like I like that approach as well, that it doesn't really that, that that no pressure stuff when you're trying to talk to someone you find someone attractive or you want to engage with someone but you know if it's it's either going to be okay or it's not going to be okay it's either going to work or you're going to you're going to click or you're not going to click absolutely mm. so the the work that you then started to do was that you said that you something you learned from someone else and then you adapted that to your own sort of style you put their stuff into practice first and then you started using your own stuff as you got older yeah, John, you'll really appreciate this. So um, the, the who I learned from was my British football coach, soccer coach. All oh, right. OK. So we're, you know, in our late teens. Mm. And I, I, I describe him as basically James Bond. <laughs> so like you, he's he's bald. He's, you know, played in probably like the fifth division in English football. Now he's coaching in America because we're you know, America likes to throw a lot of money at the English guys to come coach. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the guy bought the Silver Z3, which was James Bond, GoldenEye 007's car. Right. So he had the Z3 convertible, and he's got the English accent. The ladies love him. 
And we're watching him, and he's got two or three beautiful women every week different. And we're like, what the heck is this guy doing? So we ask him, and he's like, yeah, I've got this online dating system. We're like, all right, tell us what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I just basically blast the same message to all these women, and it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to write anything creative. And this was like, you know, 20 years ago. And Mm -hmm. back then, men could get away with that because there wasn't, you know, that many people on Match.com. Yeah, yeah. would get found out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, now we can't do that. But what I realized is men can't send a blast message because women get a ton of messages Mm. and it's just not going to work. You have to write a well-crafted message that shows that you read their profile and there's a connection and there's a reason for reaching out. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, when I coach women, you can send a blast message. And what I've learned over the years of doing this for 15, 20 years and 10 professionally is I've got math to this, where if we send 50 messages asking a guy out, we can expect about 12 of them to say yes. And then from that 12, we pick one. Okay. And now once we pick one from the 12, we repeat this process just six to eight times, and you're going to find someone you like. And it's actually that easy when you're executing it with a good profile, with a good picture, and obviously being somewhat discerning on who you select for your dates. Mm -hmm. And do do the people that you work with need to be in a certain mindset to be able to to do this? Absolutely. Um, When folks work with me, I I have an 83% success rate. Um, But if they've come from, you know, probably like a John Kenny or like see a Helena Hart or someone that's working on their mindset Mm-hmm. To get them in a place where they're really ready for dating. Um, you know, then, you know, if they've worked, you know, with Helena Hart, we have a hundred percent success rate. Mm-hmm. But even if they came from like a John Kenny and then came to me, um, then you know, we're gonna be really successful. Cause if you're just showing up to dates in a bad mood or like mm-hmm. haven't done some self-work on yourself so that you love yourself and you know, all the stuff that needs to be done, then you know, this isn't gonna really work that well. No, no. And, and so you get them, like you said, to be very discerning in their choices. Like they have to really kind of know what, they will, what they're looking for. They need to, like you said, be ready and in a good space to be able to put themselves out there and, and go out on some dates and see what kind of people they want to be with. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, every person's different. So mm. discerning sometimes is very helpful and sometimes very unhelpful. Okay. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is like, so... Our our brain works subconsciously, like all our decisions happen instantly, right? Mm-hmm. And so for almost, well, every human, what we do is we pick what seems familiar. So if we've dated guy X, well, next time we meet, guy, you know, guy X got us into a relationship that we lasted for one to 20 years, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, then next time guy X, that feels a lot like that past guy, well, we automatically decide, ooh, our subconscious goes, this must be it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to reprogram our brain to say, wait a second, Mm -hmm. guy X ended in a breakup. Maybe I need guy Y this time. Um, So we kind of have to take inventory of what was wrong with guy X 
and not super course correct, not like over course correct, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like let's find the things we like in Guy X and the things we learned from Guy X, and now let's find Guy Y that. So we got to really be thoughtful about our who we select. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that make sense, John? No, definitely. I completely. I can just thinking about my own story. I I always went with girl X, mm -hmm. and then I ended up marrying girl Z. I missed out girl Y in the middle. So because because all the work I did do on myself, because of the things I then started to look for in someone else. But I like you said, I went completely in the other direction and overstepped to a space where I thought, well, this is different. I've done all the work. This must be right this time. Um, and obviously that didn't work and I ended up getting divorced. But because I'd missed out why I'd missed out the Y in the middle and I'd gone from X to Z. So, yeah, it was about then kind of, go, OK, I've gone too far. I need to next time I have a relationship with someone, I need to look for why i need to take some of the things from x that worked and what that i really wanted some of the things i'd really changed to look for in Z, and i need to put them together now to find someone that fits exact well as much as possible of what i'm looking for in somebody yeah that's so well said <laughs> and that's so uh i'm just so impressed with your insightfulness to see you know what you did and so now yeah. i mean you're you're going to be successful this time 100 because you see what it is and that's that's really all that it is is mm -hmm. you need to realize what you did right what you did wrong and then all of a sudden it's like you're gonna hit a home run next time yeah yeah that's my intention <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm i'm certain because yeah. you just needed that you needed to go to that zed because mm. that then taught you the lesson oh i need the why yeah most definitely most definitely and, and so this, can I come just come back to what you said about the, is it so without, I mean, is it okay that you give away some of the secrets uh, while we're talking? Yeah. You, so you say that you get them to reach out to a certain amount of people, then they pick one person from, so are they seeing, do they sort of focus on one person at a time? Or do you, like you said, do they then have several sort of dates with people just to see which one out of those one out of 12 kind of people they've chosen that they prefer out of that or do they give one a go first and then if that doesn't work out then they do the same process again yeah um i'm totally open to women dating multiple men mm -hmm. um, or whatever feels comfortable for them the big thing is i want women only going on one date per week and very occasionally two this is so important for their mindset and mm -hmm. their well-being if you start, you know, I think we all have that friend, that girlfriend that's going on five, six, seven dates a week. And she's like, I don't even remember Tuesday's name. Like, I don't know what he did. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can't hold it together. And then also, we need to understand that, especially when we have that kind of volume, 99% of them are not going to be right for you. Now, if you take, let's do a lower number, even if you're going on three dates a week, two or three. That's three nights of your week that maybe aren't that fun. Yeah. And you can do that for a few weeks, but it's not sustainable. Mm. You know, it's kind of like diets. Diets are not sustainable. So we can't do that for dating either. We need a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. And the lifestyle is we are willing to do at most one date a week. And what that means is maybe that date doesn't go well, but we have six other evenings or six other days where we do something fun that's for us mm -hmm. so that we're still in high spirits. Yeah, It doesn't ruin our entire week versus if we're doing two or three, it just becomes yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
And I guess does that show? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, desperation isn't not the quite the right word, but does that show an, an urgency? I guess then, if you're dating so many people at once, I mean, because is that going to then, I guess, mess with your head about one of these has to work type thing as well, right? Perhaps I think for me, the most important thing is I want these women to have a very good single life. Mm-hmm. So that means that these six other e- evenings, they're doing something for themselves. They're doing something they enjoy, whether it's, you know, soccer, football, or, you know, um, chess, baking, dance class, mm-hmm. Pilates, whatever they enjoy. And so what the, what's really most powerful about enjoying your single life is if you get a guy, which this is bound to happen, at some point you're going to run into a guy that you think could be the one. But maybe at some point you're like, Ooh, there's a few things I don't love. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of us do when we don't love or at least enjoy our single life is we try to make it work with this guy that's mostly there right. instead of, wait, 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 my single life's really good. Let me go back to single life without mm-hmm. with the 75% of the way there guy. And let me hold out until I get the guy that's 90, 95% which is the one that I can actually be with for the next 40 years or however long we're going to live. Yeah. Yeah. So we need that good life so Mm. that we have the self love and the discipline to then turn down the guy that's not fully, fully right. That's interesting because like you said, 75%, yes, there's still a massive chunk. I think like a whole 25% quarter of what you like missing um and i get I, I talk about this with some of my class one of the questions i asked them is like, when you were growing up when we're talking about um how much how their sort of self-worth and what relationships are based on i said how much as a child do you think your needs were met as far as love and affection and connection and safety were concerned and a lot of the time it comes it comes out very low maybe 20 25 some even less and so wow. I said, well, you're now dating a guy that's offering you 50% of what you really want. So that feels amazing at the moment because that's mm-hmm. double anything you've ever experienced or that's double what you're used to. But you've still got a whole 50% of what you actually really want and need in a relationship that's still missing. Um, and so they settle for a lot less than what they can have because they don't know that there's, or they don't know how to get, or they're so used to the least amount of, what they've ever had that they don't know that they can have a lot more or don't maybe deserve a lot more or, or worthy of a lot more or don't even know that a lot more exists yeah i mean that that's so funny you bring this up because i had a potential client call me mm. and i told her i'm like i'm in the business of getting you that partner that you don't have to get divorced that literally lasts forever and she's like yeah that's great I think, and I'm like, it's got to be like 90, 95% of the way there. And she's like, you know what? If we get 75% of the way there, that's my guy. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. we are not doing that. Like that may last two years, 10 years, or it may last 40, but you're not ever going to be fully happy. Mm. So that does not work for me. And she was like really committed to this 75%. She's like, no, trust me. I've, I've, I've had 50%. If we got there, I'd be ecstatic. Well, I'm like, yeah. I get that that would be good for you, but I'm yeah. telling you that's <laughs> not going to be good long-term for this whole, like, I, we can't do that. No. You need to love yourself enough to, to say, no, I deserve better. Yeah. 
absolutely and i think that's what it comes down to is it's that like internal systems that like you said she'd be ecstatic with 75 percent you know and like you you convinced her that she shouldn't be ecstatic with 75 percent yeah i i've never had a uh, a conversation with a woman where she quantified that she'd be okay with 75 percent. i was actually in shock like i've never in the 10 professional years i've been doing this had someone say they'd be okay with that I'm, right. usually people call me because they want like this amazing thing yeah yeah so this was rare for me yeah okay oh did, did you convince her in the end that she uh wasn't gonna settle for less i did so that was good yeah because yeah. i'm like i'm not gonna work with like we right. need it's amazing uh, that's a waste it? of my time yeah it's amazing and uh, something that i've really ex explored a lot in the last few years is that expectation and what we what we generally will settle with like i think there's that you said familiarity earlier on isn't it it's what we've known from before feels like it feels a hole somewhere because that's all we know but we're not really aware of how much of it that we're not getting but this woman was clearly aware of the fact that she wasn't getting a huge amount and would settle for just a bit more whereas you know they'll go work i do the work that you're doing and say no you we need to set our sights a lot higher than that and and choose to be with somebody that makes sense on a long term, something that's going to be fulfilling and happy for myself moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, anyone that's been married and divorced can attest to like, like that was probably your 75%. Like it felt so good. And you may have even had one to three years that were freaking amazing. But then you start seeing the same conflicts go out that we can't resolve that we don't have and it's like well what like yes of course even with the 90 percent one there's going to be some um perpetual issue that never goes away mm. but it's something that you either have the tools or it's not that bad mm. and so it, it's workable and it doesn't bother you that much versus this other person it really bothers you and eventually at some point you're going to lose it and be like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And why would you go through this whole process for that ending yeah. versus one where we could just be smiling and enjoying each day? Yeah. And like you said, and the issues that do come up are things that you can go, okay, that's, that's, that's either resolvable within the relationship or it's resolvable within me that it doesn't really need to be a problem because everything else is so, so fulfilling. And so, so there. Yeah, if you're not enjoying 90, 95% of the time, then you you won't be able to put up with the 5% that stink. No. Versus if you're having 70% of a good time and then something comes up, you're just like, this thing ain't worth it. Yeah, yeah. This is there's too, too much missing for me to carry this on. But I think that's unfortunate. Again, it's the mindset then again in the UK, especially, I guess it's it's changing now, but it was you know, if you look at so my, not necessarily my parents, because my parents separated when I was when I was quite young, but there has been a mindset that you stick with it regardless. You know, you, you have to work on it. I mean, and yeah, and I agree to a, to a certain degree that there are things to be worked on. But like you said, when there's so much to work on and there's so much that doesn't fit, I mean, why put so much energy into a relationship that really just doesn't and is quite unlikely to work as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the U.S. has been very similar for a long time, like mm -hmm. stick it out. But obviously now we're, you know, very pro-divorce. But yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah. yeah. And I think a like said, relationship. 
No, and it's like you said, it's about getting it right in the first place rather than mm. you know, finding out along the way that it's not the right thing for you. Yeah, so I mean, it's so important to build that. It doesn't have to be an amazing single life, but like a good single life where mm. you're enjoying yourself. And I understand, you know, the stat is we're only happy 40% of the time. I know that. And I want everyone to know that 40% of the time you are happy. So if you then look at your single life and you're like, this is pretty good. I have some friends. I have some family. I have some things to do. I have a good job. All right, cool. You've got that. Now we can date. And if it's not right, let's be patient and just keep getting rid of these men until we get what we deserve. Mm -hmm. So the kind of people that you work with now are, if I'm right, are people that are kind of over 50 starting again in relationships. I want to kind of get this one right this time. Yeah. I've had a lot of women over 60. Um, I've, I've worked with everything. I've had women in their thirties. Um, I've had a ton of women over their sixties, mm -hmm. but yeah, anywhere in between, you know, I can work with anything. The process is amazing. Um, the 50, 12, one system that we use, I've used it literally all over the world. It's worked in Asia. It's worked in South Africa. It's worked in Australia. It's worked all over Europe. It's worked okay. all over the U.S. Um, the most the things that make it more successful are if you're in um, a major city, uh, so the, there's population around you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we can yeah. we can make it work for and you know we can make it work for anyone. Really. So you, you you send 50 messages, you choose 12 people, then you pick one from those 12 that you prefer. Once you've spoken to people a few, a few times? Yeah, um, usually you might have like a little back and forth, not too long. Yeah. You know, maybe one or, you know, two or three messages. Um, but yeah, if they have a good profile, you know, we can hop on that date, whether it be a phone call, a Zoom or in person. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, we want to be pretty snappy. We don't want to spend time on the internet. There's no connection built by, via messaging. No. Uh, so it's really a waste of time. Mm. And um, my system's all about efficiency. I want folks to have fun. Online dating, let's just be honest, it's not freaking fun. It's no. not fun. No. So let's do the fun part, which is interacting and and maybe feeling butterflies with someone. And let's do it mathematically and scientifically where we're going on a science experiment. We're going to try to have as much fun as we can with the science experiment. Like, ooh, Mike's got this uh, numbers thing we're going to try. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll send the 50 messages. Ooh, 12 options. We're not going to worry about the 38 that didn't respond. Just like me at the mall, we don't care about rejections. We just care about the ones that are interested in us. And then from the 12, ooh, this, this one you know, feels good. And we have a lot of things in common. Let me go on that date. Mm -hmm. And then let me repeat that six to eight times. And mathematically, since he'd been doing this for a long time, he tells me I'm going to get my partner. So even if I go on four dates, well, I've got two to four more to go to find my partner. So let's go on the experiment and let's get the result. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if you, if you, if you're doing it in the right mindset, then if you've got six to eight dates set up, then six to then six to eight of them are going to be in a good ballpark figure of people that you're going to kind of like anyway, right? Because you've already done a lot of the kind of weeding people out that you shouldn't have anything to do with uh, before you even get it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the 12, you sometimes may have two or three good options. So then you have to queue them up where it's like, all right, this week I got Brad, next week's John, and then next week's Mike. 
Mm. And it's like, okay. And sometimes you have to send 50. And just to be clear, sometimes you have to send 200. Like sometimes we have to send 200 to get some mm. good options. Sometimes we have to send 300. Sometimes 50 gets us 30 responses. So, but on average, 50 gets us 12, which gets us one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But the deal is we're committed to getting you the guy and it's going to take us six to eight men. So if we have to send 5,000 messages or if we have to send 200, we're going to do whatever it takes to get the result. Yeah. Great. And I guess that's something you, do you have a, like a, you know, did you work with the client as well into kind of their, you know, this person? Because I'm sure there are going to be some people that if they don't get the results that they're looking for, if they might just settle again, they might just go, okay, well, I've got my 12. This is the one I'm going to pick, even though maybe you are you going to guide them and say, okay, I don't, I don't necessarily think that this is a this person here. I think you're just settling for someone here just to go on a date. Yeah. Um, I try to talk about that up front. Like, I won't take on a client that has that mindset. Because if they are not committed to finding, like, the last person, then they need to go talk to John Kenny. They need to go work on that mindset where they, like, really value themselves. So then they come to me and they're like, I want my equal. Like, I'm awesome. I want my equal. Mm -hmm. Like, the women that talk to me are like there's no freaking way i'm settling like i'm awesome (laughs) i want awesome yeah and there's no way they're hiring me to get them mediocre like why would you spend all this money with this guy that's gonna get you someone for something that like will last like a year or two years like that's like i've gotten 15 people married and countless more life partnerships you know Mm. folks don't always want to get married Mm. but of the 15 marriages we have zero divorces like we get this right. We're not interested in, oh, we're going to break up in like, like that's, that's not what this is. Oh, they're going in it actually knowing that this is the right thing for them. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like we will date people and then have to break up. That's perfectly fine. Like we do, we're human. We do make mistakes, but once we're really committed in a long-term thing, that that's it for us. We know we got it right. Cause we do a lot of the does this make sense? Does that make sense? Does this align? Yeah. What trauma do we have? Does it align with their trauma? Like we're really dialed into, is this going to work? Yeah. 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 Like you said, as soon as you see something that's not working, you just walk away. Like, again, there's so many people that, I mean, I spoke to a guy the other day and he was saying, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And I'm like, well, what do you owe them? I mean, you've been on like four dates. What, what do you actually owe this person? And he was like, well, nothing. I said, so why are you so concerned about their feelings? <laughs> He was like, well, like, you know, it's rejection, isn't it? I said, well, that's your take on this. That's your stuff that you're bringing in. Yes, they might not be very happy about it, but, you know, if, if they're not right for you, they're not right for you. Why would you continue to do this if it's not right for you? And, like, that's so short-sighted. Mm. Like, think about, like, you know, I've been heartbroken when a woman strings me along for a few months where she was never interested in me, mm. and then all of a sudden it's over. Yeah. Hurts. But if she were to have dumped me on, you know, date two, yeah, cool, whatever. But if instead, like, she keeps me around for six months and I build all these feelings. Yeah. Like, no, like one to the head instead of like 10 <laughs> bullets to the to the arm and all these other places. <laughs> I was thinking 10 to the back. <laughs> yeah. 10 to the back is right. Kind of is a guy. You, now you're gone, mate. And she's like shooting you in the back. Yeah. No. It, uh, and again, that's, you're so right. It's. It's so much easier 
to once you've with less of a connection if if you just say this is not this is not right for me and thank you very much it's been lovely to meet you but i'm off yeah and i want to give uh you know the the one positive about being a man um or one of the positives is typically we're expected to pursue like Mm -hmm. that's the societal norm and obviously that's out the window you know in today like it can go either way Mm -hmm. um but so we pursue so we get rejected a lot because mm-hmm. we're going to be like, hey, are you interested? Hey, are you interested? And a lot of women are going, no, 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 no. So when you reject us, we're used to it for the most part. So and we we respect, we have a lot of respect for a woman that says no when she's not interested because you just saved us time. Mm-hmm. And frankly, for me, when a woman rejects me, I am so grateful to her because I go, now I don't have to go take her to dinner and spend you know, $200 <laughs> on a woman that doesn't like me because yeah, yeah. I value myself and I want someone who sees me as mm. I see myself as someone great. Mm. Great. You don't see that. Thank you. Thank like <laughs> my friends always laugh at me. I'll tell you um, real quick on my birthday. Like I just, I, I was really excited about this woman I was dating and I set up a dinner with all my friends to meet her. Mm-hmm. And this was like a few years ago. And then like two days before my birthday, she calls me and dumps me. Uh, and I was going to have this big birthday with her there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my friends are like, wow, she couldn't just make it through the birthday. And I was like, no. And like, aren't you mad at her? I'm like, no, I was so ecstatic and grateful. Yeah. Because now all my energy and time at the birthday can be spent with the people that are going to be there next year mm-hmm. instead of you know, devoting all this time to making sure she was comfortable with all these new people. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful she dumped me then. Like, thank you. And I have no zero hard feelings towards her. No, like you said, she did you did you a favor doing it beforehand rather than, like you said, you could have spent that, all that evening trying to ingratiate into your friends and stuff like that. And then she would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Would, I would have been up more upset. Like I wasted time. Like time is our most precious asset. Give me my time back, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. It's, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it before you before you go. But I just want to know about you. Just sort of talked about your your kind of experience of that that date or that relationship. Um, significant relationships to you. I mean, how how you know how would you, how would you say that relationships have impacted on your life? your outlook and 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 how you now kind of connect with people i mean i think like many dating coaches i had to get into this because i struggled Mm -hmm. and i had to i had to learn a lot of lessons so i started not truly valuing women properly because (laughs) i had uh, a brother no sister and a dad that was very dominant and you know he was the final say in the family so then that made me think that men were superior to women. Um, yeah. So I had to learn that, you know, we're equal and mm-hmm. women deserve respect. Yeah. And then I just, I didn't understand women because I didn't have a sister and it was such a male dominated family. I didn't understand that we were different. I expected women to just be the same. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I had to learn how women work, um, which was painful. Uh, I thought I was in love and then she cheated on me with a close friend. Right. And that was because I didn't know how to, you know, understand, uh, understand women and listen. Yeah. So I had to learn that by reading John Gray, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Uh-huh. Um, and frankly, I was 
a moron that kept dating the same woman over and over again. <laughs> don't, don't call yourself a moron because I used to do that too. <laughs> I mean, I should have known better, yeah. but it was actually just recently where I, and I'm 39 mm. and just about a year ago is when I totally shifted who I was dating and met some, like I only dated people that were into sports, that were into fitness, into health. Cause you know, I'm into that and I'm like, I must date that. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was those women are super disciplined and super masculine, which isn't something that really melded well with me. Yeah. So they always ended, but then I always kept seeking that cause I thought that's what I wanted. And that was the body type I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I meet this woman that is not a lot of those things. So I had to realize, wait a second, Mike, you've dated the same woman over and over again. It always ends. Let's date something different. Mm. And she's not super into fitness, not super into sports. She's not super masculine, which is great. Yeah. And we just have an amazing time together. And I want to be clear. This is really important for everyone. In the early stages, and even now, a lot of it felt very uncomfortable to me. Because while we're dating, I'm like, oh, she doesn't have the body type I'm used to. Oh, she's not into sports. Oh, she's not into health. And so at times I'd go home and I'd have to guess myself. I'm like, am I dating the right person? Did I get this wrong again? And and so a lot of self-doubt came in. But then I went to the story. How was the date? Did you have fun? Mm -hmm. And the answer was, yeah, John, I had a lot of fun on the date. Mm -hmm. And then how does it feel in between dates? It feels really good. She's responsive. She's so nice. She's easy Mm -hmm. to talk to. We've had some minor conflict and we talk it out so easily. And then I like her even more. Mm-hmm. So maybe all that stuff's not important because it feels really good. Let's keep going and see. Mm-hmm. And then it just better, 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 more communication. So yes, when you decide to date this new person, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But just keep going on. Does it feel good on the date? Does it feel good in between the dates? Mm-hmm. And that's a really important point, isn't it? To, to focus on the positives. I mean, not to like blind yourself into trying to convince yourself this is the right type of thing, but like what you're saying is rather than saying all the things that might be wrong with it, which clearly weren't, you were saying, well, actually, what's right with it? How do I feel? What does it what's it like to be in this relationship? Um, and you were really acknowledging all the positives that were coming along with that. Absolutely. I mean, and ultimately, a lot of the things I was looking for were just like superficial. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to bring to my mates, my friends, like. Look at this supermodel girl I have. And yeah, that was cool for like a month. But then, you know, when we had to talk or have conflict and all of a sudden we can't, you know, calmly discuss things and see things the same way or get to, oh, I like you more now because we've handled this. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, God, these problems just keep coming up and we cannot talk through them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, is that awareness is really that's what's key there, isn't it? You Like you being super aware of you. And what you were doing and what you wanted and what you liked and 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 just really explored that space again with dating was it something that we're never taught right i mean it's, that's, that's such a weird thing about relationships is it's so important probably the most important thing in, in at the end through our entire life experience is the quality of our relationships and it's never something that anyone ever really sits down and talks to you about as you're growing up yeah and you know for me like you know, we have five senses, right? Mm. And 
my eyes, like, I'm like, my eyes never lie to me. <laughs> and so like, oh, like, oh, this body type, like, oh, she must be my partner. Mm. How stupid is that? And I'm a, a love coach, but I'm like, and I told myself, don't use your eyes. But like subconsciously, my eyes are still deciding, oh, that must be my person. Mm. But like, I, it just confounds me. But like, well, subconsciously, that's what happens in our brain. Our eye tells our brain, oh, this is our person. And then it takes us six months to be like, wait a second, we're getting in a lot of arguments. So I had to retrain that, be like, hold on. I've got to spend, you know, 40 years with this person. How can we communicate? How much fun are we having? Do we like to do like it just had to retrain it and be like, okay, reset, yeah. Mike. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like about men being more visual as well than, than women. So again, so unfortunately, sometimes that can override um the, the things that are underneath just by that. But there is, there is, you know, there is again, it's that I don't know, it's what you're brought up with the stuff as well, isn't it? That what's what is attractive and what isn't attractive and 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 we can sometimes get lost in what we believe is what like you said what believe what you wanted was something physically someone physically attractive but actually overlooking or not really delving into what everything else that you would find attractive yeah and you know we've made this thing front and center so yes we know men are very visual and actually have 25 percent more receptors from their eye to their brain than women do mm. But like we put this front and center and I want people to not fall into this trap. So when you're on these swiping apps on Hinge, on Bumble, or even on Match.com, what's the first thing we see? A profile picture. Mm -hmm. Everyone is deciding based on how someone looks. Mm -hmm. Whether you're superficial or not, the data tells us that we're all making the decision based on pictures. Mm -hmm. Stop read the profile like don't spend the time on the picture mm -hmm. yeah um 85 of your decision should be based on the profile a very quick scientific study i just want women to be aware of this yeah um this was done i think in the 90s they gave uh women pictures uh yearbook pictures of men and said rate their sexual attractiveness on a zero to ten scale mm -hmm. So let's say a guy was like a four. Um, they then let them talk to the guy for an hour. So if a guy was a four and they had a good conversation, they then re-rated sexual attractiveness after a conversation. That four could go to an eight All right. if he had a good conversation. Four with a terrible conversation could go to a zero. All right. So what they learned is women could move men four full basis points based on personality. And usually what I find is the folks that are getting married, it's usually an eight sexual attractiveness and a 10 compatibility conversation. Right. So what we've, what we're doing here is anyone that's a four above physically can be your partner because mm -hmm. a four turns into an eight, a five mm -hmm. can turn into a nine, a six can turn into a 10 and then a seven and above obviously can go through the wherever room. You need it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow oh that's a great study i mean it's amazing it's good that people know that too isn't it i think there's you know i speak to a lot of women around especially around dating apps and they're so disheartened with them all and you know they see it as a minefield and it's constantly 
sort of the phrase flogging a dead horse came up the other day um that they've just decided to stop entirely but i guess with your insights into it your kind of way of looking at it and everything it, it can be a, a much more engaging and a much healthier and fulfilling experience yeah well john like i'm freaking lazy and like i really value time so i just want competitive advantages mm -hmm. like i don't want to do anything unless i have the competitive advantage so there's a few things like ladies your counterparts your competition especially on a match they're sending at most like four or six messages. Think about even yourself. How many messages do you send to guys? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I sent like four, six, 10. Mm -hmm. When we do it, 50, 100, 200, 1,000 messages, we're going after it. So mm -hmm. we have our volume is cranked up exponentially in comparison to our competition. Mm -hmm. And the other competitive advantage, everyone is choosing based on picture. But what about that guy that wrote an amazing profile that, you know, took some crappy iPhone pictures, but actually is probably pretty decent looking in person yeah. and no one messages him yeah. and he's getting no activity. And actually he's a home run that all your girlfriends are going to be crazy jealous about that you got him. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a message to him. So we've got a competitive advantage that we're not basing our decision based on profile pictures we're basing it on profiles where there's actually high quality men that are good daters good boyfriends and ultimately good husbands versus your counterparts are sending six messages and they're just going after guys that look super hot on their first picture no let's have a competitive advantage and do what other folks aren't doing yeah i guess especially something's just made me giggle inside especially when they turn up on a date and they don't look anything like their picture was 20 years old anyway <laughs> yeah yeah the picture is 20 years old and uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's amazing thanks mike um i think it like it is it's definitely you're definitely worth someone speaking to because of you know what you know the sort of stories i hear of and they disheartened kind of people that i speak to around dating apps but uh um you have a, a free gift to offer um which i believe is what men over 40 choose in women please explain what that is to me please yeah so the title of the free gift is men over 40 choose women based on these four feelings mm -hmm. my best advice okay um it's literally my best advice um i pulled two thousand men uh, a while ago to find out what they needed to like really choose um a partner mm -hmm. and i did this in person um, so I got to really push them. So it's not like they were like, oh, I need a sandwich and a blowjob. Like we got their real answers, their real feelings, what they truly need for commitment, for partnership. Um, and so this took me a very long time to compile, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't go into the weeds of it. I just give you the answer in a, I think it's like an eight minute video. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so watch it. This is really powerful. Um, people have watched it, love it. I think it's got like, I don't know, 400,000 views at this point. Um, so it's really good advice. It is my best advice. Um, and I think it'll really help you to understand what men are looking for. Awesome. Uh, and the link to get hold of that will be in the show notes. So please uh, do have a watch. I'm going to watch it myself as well, I think. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> to see what it, just to see what those things are. And I'll see if I'm nodding along accordingly.
hope you are. Let me know. <laughs> I will do. I will do. Yeah, I think you know. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. I've watched the video, and it's and then I'll give my I'll give my opinion on it as well. But yeah, um, I'm I'm sure I'll be nodding along uh, to what you've got to say. Um, how do people get in touch with you if they want to work with you and and find that dream relationship that they're that they're searching for? Yeah, um, if you go to easydatingcoach.com, um, and it's spelled weird, it's the letter E, the letter Z, so easydatingcoach.com, mm-hmm. um, you can sign up for a discovery call or strategy session, I forget what it's called, I think discovery call, um, so you can talk to me for 15 minutes, complimentary, and we're just going to make sure it's a good fit, mm-hmm. and we have a lengthy process to enroll, because I want to, I'm like, so serious about making sure I really help women. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure we're going to have that high success rate because uh, it is expensive, but I want to get this result. We're going to do this once. We're going to get the result and you're never going to have to see another dating coach. Awesome. Um, but let me give some caveats. Yeah. What I want is you need to have done some work. So if you've done zero work and don't love yourself, maybe you should talk to John Penny first. For sure. <laughs> so talk to John so that you're like feeling like, man, I'm doing pretty good. My single life's pretty good. Or like, oh, I've been divorced, but I'm feeling ready to date. And like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what is this online dating thing? Like, help me. But I want someone who, you know, has a good job, has family, friends, like has things going for her, has finances totally taken care of. Then give me a shout and we're going to like rocket speed, get you a partner no one on this planet does it faster than I can do it or more efficiently. Mm. Um, no one competes with my success rate. No one competes with the strategy. No one has the relationship with all the online dating sites. Well, not all of them, but with Match, Okay, Cupid, Any Harmony, where I use the data. Mm-hmm. So everything we're doing is fully optimized. Yeah, It's all mathematical. It's a very succinct strategy that gets results. Mm-hmm. So if you want a strategy, you want a system, not just some guy guessing that's going to just take you down this route to getting an amazing partner. That's yeah. what we do. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so do get on that call with Mike if you are interested uh, and you're in that right space to to move your life forward. And as Mike said, if, you, if you're not, um, then seek out someone like myself first and we'll get you there. Um, Thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing talking to you. Um, again, like most of the conversation I have with with really interesting people like yourself, we could talk for hours. Um, do you have any kind of words of wisdom or a favorite quote that you can leave the listeners with? Yes. I want, um, I have a book actually coming out on this exact topic in about oh. a week. For okay, women cool. over 50, but I want ladies I want you to have no shame in what you're trying to accomplish. It's so powerful. I have no shame. If I want something, like it's a salesman mindset of no shame. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when I had my first job out of college, I had to do uh, 50 sales, uh, fifty calls a night, um, cold calls. And they'd be like, I can't talk to you. I'm making chicken Parmesan. And I'd have no shame. I'd just be like, oh, I love chicken Parmesan. Like, <laughs> let me come over for dinner. <laughs> like I was just like obnoxiously having no shame like yeah. and that's what I want for you when you say hey I want to fall in love do whatever it takes 
send the messages, tell your girlfriends, tell family members, tell everyone, hey, I'm looking for my partner. Ask for a referral. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it takes. I have no shame. When we message a guy and he doesn't respond, a month later, I'll send him the exact same message. I don't care how that experience is for him. Because all I care about is my client falling in love and us getting the result. Mm -hmm. So we will do whatever it takes and we don't care. And if we get rejected, you know, in our 50 messages by 38 people, we don't care. All our energy is on the 12 that said yes. Mm -hmm. So ladies, don't have any shame in what you want because you will get it so much faster. Mm -hmm. And everyone deserves to have love. So you get to have this mm -hmm. and we're here to help you yeah thanks mike and the book your book's called oh i uh it's gonna look a little different because it's the proof but Isn't there it? it is uh successful dating for women over 50 and then when's that released i don't know but probably like a few weeks we're okay. we're in the finishing stages we're getting copyrights and all the stuff done I don't know. This is going to be aired the week before Valentine's. This is going to go out there in about a month's time. So hopefully the book is available. If it's not, I guess people can just go to your website when it is out and grab themselves a copy. Yeah, I'll let you know, my friend. And yeah, <laughs> awesome. So by the time this goes out, hopefully the book's available. I'm sure you'll be able to get it if you just go to Mike's website. If not, I'm, you can probably join a mailing list and get get some uh, and then and be told when it's coming out. Um, as this is going out the week before Valentine's Day, this is a if you are single now and if you don't want to be single on your next on next valentine's and you want to be in that relationship um that you've been looking for then do again do reach out to mike and get that get that sorted out for yourself uh thanks again for your time i've uh, been an absolute pleasure talking to you um you'll be good to yourself and i'll catch up with you soon thank you for having me thank you for listening Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.